This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, it's time for Mike to ask all the football questions. I have quite a few Kansas City and Philadelphia questions. Obviously, they just played in the Super Bowl, and, you know, the joke is we won't know who won for two weeks because it was played in Arizona. My goodness. Get that out. People have sent that to me and stuff. Politics. It's kind of funny, and, you know. That is funny, but it's not partisan. Okay, so Kansas City and Philadelphia. My first question, and I'll work off of this question for you guys. Which team will make it back to the Super Bowl and why for 2023 season? Kansas City. Yeah. They have they have the coach that knows how to do it. Uh the coach, the coaching staff that understands all of those things too and the quarterback that wins the game. Like that's that's what he does. So and uh, as long as Kelsey's there, that combination, that offense is going to keep doing dirty stuff to the NFL. I see all the reason in the world for it to be the Eagles with them still having another cheap year of Jalen Hurts, having two first-round draft picks and the like. But I'm also going to go Kansas City just because I think it is, I think it is truly amazing that Patrick Mahomes thought the wep- lost the weapon that some people thought made him Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, that's fine. I'll go win the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, and a regular season MVP. That having him was having Tyreek for him was like just having dessert. You know, it's like, you know, I don't need it. Yeah. But it's lovely. It's really cool. Just watch me try and out throw this dude. I can't. And watch him out try and outrun me. He can't. It's a great combination. Uh, and then he was like, no, but I'm still a really good quarterback all the way around. All right. Just put a percentage. Do you, do you say? I, I lean towards okay. Patrick Mahomes because yeah. I have a lot of Patrick Mahomes questions here. But now since you go, you, I was going to work off of what you guys said. Now that you guys both said Kansas City has a better chance of making the Super Bowl, what percentage chance does Philadelphia have of missing the playoffs? Oh, wow. I would Last say year, the 10. Rams won the Super Bowl and missed the playoffs. Like 5%. I, I still there. think they're going to be right. really good because they have a lot of options to Do reload. you guys think they will be the first team in NFC East history, it feels like, <laughs> to repeat as divisional champions? No. no. I, Are you just going off no, the I, I'm persuade? telling you, Mike, yes. Every logical thing the Eagles just put up the best record, the most wins in franchise history. They got their quarterback on the cheap for another year. They have two first-round draft picks. Every logical thing points to it should be the Eagles. But I've thought that like six times during this run, so I'm just going to say no. All right. A lot of free agents for the Eagles this year. Yeah. I will, like, just kind of looking at what they have to deal with. That being said, I do believe, like, 25 of the 53-man roster for Kansas City – was not there last year. So yeah. they 
they did what they did too. So did you hear Andy Reid after the game? He pretty much told all the guys they drafted, and they had a few extra picks because they traded Tyreek Hill. Is he told the rookies like, "I just need you to keep getting better. You're going to play. I have no other option." Oh, like he's pretty much like they came in, and he he pretty much said, "I'm not quoting him perfectly, but he pretty much told these rookies, guys, you're here to play. You got to learn every day. You got to keep getting better every week because you're my only option. We drafted you for a reason. Yeah, uh, we don't the Obi Wan Kenobi's go. of Kansas City. You're my only hope. I have no other hope behind you." I Sky like Moore didn't play very well, and they did get Kadarius Tony. But like for the most part, he told the rookies, "Like you got to play, mm. and you got to just keep getting better. If you make mistakes, I just need you to keep getting better each week because you're my only option here." And they got good enough to win the Super Bowl. All right, my next question: The odds are out for next year's Super Bowl champions. Okay, would you guys like to guess the top three teams? Odds wise to win the Super Bowl next year. Chiefs. Chiefs are number one at plus five fifty. You think Eagles Kevin? and Bengals? Eagles. Eagles are not in the top three. Oh, do you think they have stupid Buffalo up there again? Oh, they have Buff- stupid Buffalo. Buffalo is third at plus six fifty. He's going to say the Dallas Cowboys. No, San Francisco? San Francisco. San Francisco is number two at plus 600. Here are, I'm going to ask a question off of this. You got to listen tough or you got to listen good or listen well. Okay. One Which one? Just listen tough, good, and well. I am listening to myself. Here are your top 10 odds to win the Super Bowl. Number one, the Chiefs. Number two, the 49ers. You might want to write these down because I'm going to ask who's going to win this Super Bowl that's not in the top 10. Chiefs, 49ers, Bills, one, two, three. Bengals, sorry, Eagles are number four. Bengals are number five. Cowboys are number six at plus 1,600. Chargers are number seven. Jaguars are number eight. Lions are number nine. What? And the Dolphins are number 10. All right. Think about the other 22 teams I didn't name. You didn't name the Giants. Out of those 10 teams, what team would you pick to win the Super Bowl that's not considered a top 10 favorite to win the Super Bowl? Maybe maybe the Vikings. There's there's a lot. Like, draft has a lot to do with yeah. this. And, I mean, know. obviously, they have to set the odds, though, right now. And they change quite a bit with trades and draft picks and everything. But those are your top 10 teams that they say could win the Super Bowl next year. Is there kind of an underdog or a team that – Hey, they're not in the top ten, but I think they could win it all next you know, year. Kevin Baltimore is not there. Neither uh, is Atlanta or the Steelers when they get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> uh, I am gonna go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Are you thinking they're getting Rodgers? Yes, I do. And so I know that he was like, I could still win an MVP as opposed to I could win a Super Bowl. I should have picked the Raiders to make the AFC Championship game because that's usually where he stops. But if I'm going outside the box, I'm going to go with the Raiders, which is probably a stupid pick. Corey, you have anybody that wasn't in the top 10 that you think could be a Super Bowl champion next year? Would you pick the Lions if they weren't in the top ten? Lions were nine. They're at plus three thousand. Crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I, I would say my best option would be the Ravens. Okay, I'm going to ask you a Ravens question here, but it's kind of Ravens Eagles question. I kind of asked it yesterday, but I'm going to ask it again, where you can go long form with it. If Lamar Jackson was quarterback of the Eagles this year, would have they would they have been 
better? Would they have been worse? Would they have been the same? I don't think they would have been better. I don't want to discount what Jalen Hurts has done. Like, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. But there's also something to making your skill set fit within the team, you know? And so maybe Lamar Jackson doing different things, and he's even more apt to run than Jalen Hurts is, doing different things would make a difference. I think... They would still be really good, but I'll say they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. Maybe like an NFC championship team, but not Super Bowl champion. I, man, to see him with a weapon like A.J. Brown would be phenomenal. I mean, you ah, already point. know he can throw to the tight end, and Dallas Goddard's a good tight end to see that happen, but I'm very interested. Somebody texted in, Kevin, can you confirm this for me? Somebody texted in earlier that the Ravens have hired the Georgia offensive coordinator oh i don't i don't have that I confirmed check that so don't take that as like i just don't know but they basically catered the offense to this is what he does oh yeah we're going to maximize that instead of like you said hey he, he just fits into the offense well they did yeah interesting this will right. be a new year so i still Monken. think jalen hurts would be better okay uh, at, uh with that team you know it's interesting you just brought me to another question is how interesting is it that Kansas City has been to five AFC championship games? They have won two Super Bowls in the last five years. The Eagles just went to the Super Bowl. The Eagles just lost their offensive coordinator. He is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I don't have his name off the top of my head, but you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know who you're talking so about. So the Eagles, because of their success this year, they just lost their offensive coordinator. How crazy is it? That think about the Cowboys. If if you weren't alive in the '90s, I get it. Joey wasn't alive in the '90s for the Cowboys run. They literally lost all fault. their coaches. They lost Norv Turner. They lost uh, uh, Z- uh, Zimmerman. Right? Uh, help me out. The the defensive coordinator to the Chicago Bears. Wanstead. Yeah. Wanstead. Thank you. But they they lost a whole bunch of coaches. Right? They just kept losing coach after coach yeah. after coach. And you look they at were winning the Patriots. They lost coach after coach after coach. The Kansas City Chiefs don't lose any coaches. How much does this help that – I don't know if the enemy's going anywhere, but, like, literally, they don't lose any coaches. So, when they're having to next year, get ready for next season, it looks like the Kansas City Chiefs have somewhat of a dynasty and they're not losing their coaches. Well, and when people kind of badmouth the enemy and they're like, oh, he didn't call the plays or anything like that. I mean, you straight up heard Andy Reid say that that little, like, fake reverse – was the enemy's play call, and that hit twice in the Super was Bowl. Was it his his like, idea? His, his idea, I, yeah. And that's what he does. But their he, quarterbacks, coaches, he's still around for like his Pat Mahomes had like kind of similar quarterback yeah, coaches, yeah. offensive line coach. I never hear of Kansas City Chiefs coaches leaving, except for Nagy. Was that? I mean, was that a, was that one that they took away? That was years ago, though, so maybe okay. it wasn't even that. God yeah. bless right. Andy Reid for having that. No wonder he wants to people hang like out. being around yeah. him, man. People, right. they want to eat his burger. So the Kansas City Chiefs have made it to the Super Bowl three out of the last five years. Yep. In the next five years, how many times does the Kansas City Chiefs make the Super Bowl? Three. I think that's probably I'll say two. fair. I'll say All two. Right, then I'll say three because I was debating between two good... and three. I think that is fair because. He's 27. Yeah. He's still got Kelsey. Like the, and the coach is good. All right. They're going to win their division. 
unless a unless a significant injury happens. But still, I got four more years to make something else happen. Something will. So it'd be tough though to be better the next five years. Well, and he's always in the AFC Championship game. It's not like those other two years they didn't even make the playoffs. Like they are still excellent even when they don't make the Super yeah, Bowl. And again, four more years. Stop it. In his first five seasons. Patrick Mahomes, I'm not counting his rookie yeah. game because he didn't play. In his first five years, he won two league MVPs. In the next five years, how many MVPs does Patrick Mahomes win? Wait. I give Moffins a player of the year too. I'm like I'm doubling up. I'm saying uh in the next I say I say because people get tired of this crap, uh-huh. I say he wins two. I yeah, and I don't mean to be boring or repetitive. I think that sounds right. I think he will have two more and we'll have four MVPs. Which but it was- could be four. Yeah, which and, will put him in league, rarefied air. But the league is like, oh, do we really want to give him back-to-back-to-back Super Bowl MVPs? Like, that's how – or in just regular MVPs. That's how the league is going to be. They're going to get tired of him at some point. It's and, tough to say the next 10 years. I just don't know what's going to happen. Things change so much. Uh, you know, because when my son uh, was going, well, Philadelphia, they know how to play in the Super Bowl. They've been there. I'm like, no, they don't. I was like – their coach is different. Their quarterback's different. Their running backs are different. Their wide receivers are different. There's a few offensive linemen that were there. Dallas Goddard wasn't there when they won the Super Bowl. Like, you just look at over a five-year period or so, and you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I know it's different, but, like, it's really tough to for me to ask questions about the Chiefs 10 years from now because I can kind of look at the next five and go, maybe things will be similar. Well, if he wins two more, that'll be four. How many players in Look NFL history have – thank you – how many players in NFL history have four more MVPs? I know that Manning has five. Um, That's it. Rodgers? One. No. Wait till the end of this year. You know what? I, that will make my prediction look is. really smart. Yeah. Nobody has four. Peyton Manning has five. That's it. So everybody else has three? Or, or any, less. any other people? In, who has three? Do you know the answer yes, to that? Yes, I do. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Jim Brown, and Johnny Unitas. All right. Who has two? I know Warner, Montana, and Young. I don't have to go double check. Who doesn't have any? I mean, all of the rest of the players. Joey, (laughs) I need you, for Mike Ask All the Football Questions, I need you to play this clip after Andy Reid won the Super Bowl. What does the moment mean to you, Andy? It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I have this question and how our society works. Aaron Andrews was on the other sideline. Oh yeah. my gosh, he's canceled. If Aaron, if she, if he says that exact same thing to Aaron Andrews, he's fired. What happens to our world okay. if that if that happens? Can he's I smart double up? To not not say that by the way. Can I double up on that? I don't that? think he would have said it. But if, if it was if the head coach was a heavier gal, and they started by going, "Why don't you come on and waddle over here?" That would have been the end of society as well. But they don't. Nobody cares. When it got said to Andy Reid. Yeah. So, yeah, no, if he said that to Aaron Andrews, I think it would have been very problematic. The, the headlines yeah. would have been, does Andy Reid's post-game display tar his his yeah. legacy forever? Yeah. I just think that it's the crazy that no. how our world, you know, works. That yeah. he's just joking no, and, and, it, and it's not a big deal. Even if it's Aaron Andrews, it shouldn't have been a big deal. But it would have been led, it would have been led on CNN and Fox News and everything. Yeah. And they would have covered it completely differently. But it would have led everything, and the Super Bowl wouldn't have mattered. Now it would have just been, Andy Reid wants to kiss Aaron Andrews, and yeah. he's a married man. And you're just like, oh, my God. All right, my last question is a Cowboys question. Dak Prescott reminds you of what point guard in the NBA? What? 
Now that we're kind of transitioning to NBA talk, I I said this. I'll give you my answer real quick. He reminds me of Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson last night had 40 points, and I know they've had a little bit different careers as Jalen Brunson has led to this moment. But it's like, is Jalen Brunson getting the respect he deserves to be the uh, all-star? No, he's not. But then I'm like, all right, well, who is he better than? And then you start going over Luca, Kyrie, Steph Curry. Like, dang, he isn't better than these guys. So I have to kind of put him behind. So that's where I'm like – Jalen Brunson and Dak Prescott. That's my point guard uh, kind of and I, comparison. I got a dame. I do apologize to my list. That person, that some people were right. My list was two years old. Aaron Rodgers now has four as well. Okay. So I apologize for that wow. mistake. Uh, okay, you're In taking Damian Lillard. I'm huh? taking Dame. Here's why. I can put up lots of points. I'm, I can be flashy. My whole city believes in me, and I love my city back. Uh, but I'm probably not going to win a championship like that. You got You need to put a better team around me. I am going to say, and I thought of, I, I've been trying to figure this out. It's not right now, but let's say two to three years ago, he's John Wall. All right. People talk about John Wall like he's one of the best in the league pretty consistently. You know how many times he made first team all NBA? None. Second team all NBA? None. Third team all NBA? One time. So there's one time in a complete season he was considered one of the 15 best players. He makes the All-Star Games, a.k.a. the Pro Bowl. Or one of the six best guards, yeah, if you want to say yeah. that Yeah, but like when it comes down to it, everyone talks about how great he was, but pretty consistently you're like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of other good players. So I think it's John Wall, because right. I think Dak Prescott is a good player, but when people are like, he's top five, no-brainer, then you examine the quarterbacks and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess not. Yeah. So... Do you find I, that answer acceptable? No, yeah, I like that. I just thought of, like, since we're transitioning to NBA, my last football question would be Dak. What point guard does he remind you of? We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, back to the Mavs. Plus, we will talk with Jacksonville Jaguars co-owner and the leader of all things AEW, Tony Khan, next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Florida 57 has been a great burst to start this third quarter. Oh. Conley, bounce back. Oh. oh, look out below. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. The Mavs lose last night to the Timberwolves 124-121. I know a lot has been made about that last possession or about Kyrie going off in the fourth quarter and for good reason. But also, that game got out to a horrific start for the Mavericks, both in terms of defense and in terms of rebounds. And I think they were down, I don't know, 10, 11 points by the end of the first quarter. But it it was 10. It got off to a bad start. Yeah, it was 33-23 at the end of the first quarter, Kevin. Good job. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Mike, is that, and by the time it got up to a 25-point deficit? It was, I think it got up to 26, but okay. it was 80. I remember it being 85-60 to 60 when I was about to. Turn it off. I'll be nice and say turn it off. What kept you from turning the game off? Just that Kyrie's, it was still his home debut. I felt like it's over. I never thought they'd get it to within three points. But it was just, I'll I'll keep watching and see if in the fourth quarter, if 
Luca and Kyrie keep developing chemistry, but I'm just like, it doesn't, if you can't stop them, it doesn't matter. So in the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, I was like, I think maybe a couple plays in, I was like, and that right there, that's a missed shot or a pass or something. And I was like, this game's over. I was like, they're, they're done. I'm going to bed. And I went into my bedroom and my wife took a few minutes to get in there. So I pulled it up on my phone and was watching. And then I see Kyrie make a shot. And then, and that's when I was like, Oh crap. I, what if they do? And that's the only thing that kept me hanging around was what if I, what if, if they're like, we're waiting for the fourth quarter to turn it on in this game. And they did like, they did turn it on in the fourth game, but I was very confused. My quarter. uh, Yeah. I was very confused to see like Josh Green's three not falling for him last night. It's, and it's going to happen. Yeah. He's a developing player still. He's only 22. I mean, I don't expect him to have 20 every game now. And with, with him and Hardy, I think that's where I'm kind of like, what are we going to get nightly from them? What can you always expect? And we just don't know yet. Yeah. I just, I don't like, it's just my preference. It doesn't, they're not going to change this. I just don't like giving minutes to Frank Frankie Smokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, it's not, he's not going to help us. I know he had a big three late in the game, but I'm like, <laughs> just give those minutes to Hardy and see if he can develop a little bit more. I, it's nothing against the guy. Like, I mean, Frankie Smokes can't play in this league. It's been proven. <laughs> Are you saying Smokes because, like, the game's over, like, Arbach style, if he gets in there? Yeah, but both. Okay. I think that was one of his nicknames in New York somehow. I don't oh, know I where don't that, recall all, that. Okay. all comes from, but I think it it's great because I have his nickname being the Human Cigar, and then I think he used to be called Frankie Smokes at some point, and so I'm like, it, it all makes sense to me. But both losses, the Sacramento loss and last night's loss, you can look at a certain specific moment in the game, really late in the game. So bonus gets an offensive rebound, puts it back in, puts you down by three points. Last night, I believe the Mavericks were down by one point, and they gave up an offensive rebound because I remember yelling, no, yeah. with like 20 seconds to go or 15 seconds to go. It's like, you got the stop, but you can't get the rebound. You're not good enough to get the rebound. And it's just like, dang it, guys, like securing offense or defensive rebounds and giving up offensive rebounds is just going to be, they can't solve that problem. That's unsolvable, honestly. I think you're right. The agitating thing is you win those two games, you're only half game back of third, and you can see second within striking distance. And you're not out of it by any means, but now you're also two games back of 11th. Like, that's how tightly packed it is. And that's why every single one of these games down the stretch feels so freaking important. With a KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. All right, I want you guys to do me a favor. I had a lot of fun in this interview, except for when I accidentally knocked the recorder down to start the interview. Is we're going to talk with Tony. We did talk with Tony Khan, the Jags co-owner and the head of AEW at the Super Bowl. I want you guys to count and then text in how many times he says Rampage or Dynamite because he was promoting that thing, and I appreciate it. KNC Masterpiece back here, but it's not live because this is the second time because the first time I knocked the recording device to the ground. Mm-hmm. We are talking with Jacksonville Jaguars co-owner and AEW empresario Tony Khan. How are you, man? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on, Kev. Absolutely. So since we are talking football and the aftermath and lead up to the Super Bowl and everything, I feel like I need to ask you a football question is, do you see the Chiefs here? Do you keep thinking like, 
maybe we're one year away. Are you like, this could have been us now? How does that process through your brain in terms of the Jags? Well, if you want it, my honest answer, it's still hard looking back at the AFC divisional game. I think we'll be looking back at it for a long time, and, and we have a great opportunity to come back and build off what was a great season. Doug Peterson came to Jacksonville, and what he's done for this organization is incredible. He's one of the best minds, one of the best leaders in football and Doug Peterson's built a great organization. We have great people in the organization, a great general manager with Trent Baalke, and we had great young players, Trevor Lawrence and a great young group on offense, and a great young group of players on defense and special teams, and everyone came together as the season went on. Everyone banded together, got closer, and so many great comeback wins, in particular home games, and we had a great season in Jacksonville and we can build off it, and I think uh, really exciting things to come for Jacksonville in the future. I, I was kind of curious your thoughts. A lot of people are, like, out on running backs altogether now. How valuable was Travis Etienne to this team this year? He's incredibly valuable, uh, a huge part of the offense, a huge part of the pass game, and a huge part of the run game. Uh, one of the best runners in the NFL, if you look at his open field running statistics, uh, one of the really valuable players in the NFL all around. And on offense, a great weapon for the Jaguars and definitely a great value player. Travis Etienne has come in and, and been tremendous for the Jaguars. And, uh, you know, analytics differs uh, on many, in many ways on how, you know, statisticians would rate the contributions of running backs and different things like that. But anybody would see Travis Etienne uh, made great contributions to the Jaguars this year. Since I already knocked the recording device down, I feel like I got nothing to lose. How much better is Doug Peterson than your last coach? Thousand percent? A million percent? Like, I can't comment on how, <laughs> how like, anybody compares to anybody or talk that. But, I mean, I just think what Doug's done and com really coming to Jacksonville and been such a, an incredible leader, but also – He's a brilliant, brilliant football mind, and and that's, I think, what makes him in part a great leader, but he's also a great person. And Doug is the right person to lead the Jaguars for a long time, and I love working with Doug every day. You mentioned the analytics of football, and I feel like people are more familiar with that. How does analytics come into play in wrestling, whether it's in terms of tracking pay-per-view vibes or ratings, trends? Is that a thing? Yes, absolutely. And whether it's the things you said, looking at TV ratings, live events, ticket sales, and pay-per-views, like we have a big event March 5th coming up, Revolution, and we've done a lot of... Well, yeah, absolutely. Brian Danielson going one-on-one -on -one with MJF for the AEW World Championship in a 60-minute Ironman match. It's going to be great. And we've done so many great shows around Dallas and the Metroplex. I look forward to doing a lot more great shows around Dallas. We've done some of the best events in AEW's history and Ring of Honor history, and we, I, I want to keep bringing ROH and AEW to the Metroplex, Dallas, and the surrounding areas. We've done so many great shows there, and some of the best wrestling fans in the world. The history there goes back so far. The Von Erich family, world-class championship wrestling, long before I was a pro wrestling promoter. I've been a historian of pro wrestling since I was a small boy and followed it uh, for over 30 years every single day of my life. And if I've ever taken a break, it wasn't for more than a, a day or two. And I love it so much. And uh, with AEW, we do great shows, uh, in particular, really 
every Wednesday night, just like this week on Wednesday Night Dynamite, we have a great card, and we're back in Texas. We're in Laredo this week. Yeah, we're just in El Paso. Yep, we're doing some great shows closer to the border and having these great shows in Texas, and we've already done so many great shows. Just in the recent months, we've been in Garland, Texas, around the Metroplex, and we were in Austin, and I want to keep doing shows in those towns and bringing great wrestling to Texas because Texas has some of the best wrestling fans in the world and and certainly around Dallas and the Metroplex some of the best tradition and history of pro wrestling and I think AEW and some of the big matches we've brought there over the years including Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson for the world championship at Winter is Coming another classics another classic 60 minute match one of the best matches in AEW history and of course the Texas death match between Hangman Page and Adam Cole some of the best matches we've ever had are right there around the Metroplex and that's because we have some of the best fans in the world around there and that's why it means so much to you and that's why it means so much when we do the live events there and also getting the great support we do because it's one of the best TV markets you asked me about statistics in Dallas what great support we get from you fans around the Metroplex every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for AEW Dynamite and every Friday night at 9 p.m. for AEW Rampage on TNT Uh, and Wednesday since we made that move to TBS coming off that great show around the Metroplex. It's a big reason we've had so much success moving to Wednesday Night Dynamite to TBS. We're Wednesdays on TBS at seven o'clock off the heels of that incredible match. I think it gave us such great buzz for the move and helped AEW and that's thanks to you great fans and we'll keep doing great shows there, I promise, because you're the best. Corey, little known fact, the reason why they keep going to the Curtis Colwell Center is because I live in Garland. Oh, and they're like, I want to make it yeah. convenient for you, yeah. and I really appreciate that. Well, well you made that abundantly clear, Kevin. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you got like interested and involved in everything, but the, but you answered that already. But the, the, the audience, is, is wrestling's audience as eclectic as you can find? And, and like broad from kids to adults all that. over the place? Yes, it's so broad. People of all ages, all walks of life, all kinds of backgrounds. And that's what makes wrestling great, in my opinion. Like you said, it's so unique. People from all walks of life and people from, frankly, all kinds of different financial backgrounds. You could be whatever. Uh, you know, anybody who's out there, working people all over the world love pro wrestling, but frankly, even somebody like myself who was born into a very fortunate position. And my, my father, I watched him work really hard to grow his business and become so successful he could buy the Jacksonville Jaguars and become an NFL owner and buy Fulham and become a Premier League owner. And that put me in the position to work in football in the two greatest leagues in the world in terms of not just media, but the competitive field, the NFL and the Premier League. And I think that was great experience to help get me in a position to do something I love, which is work in pro wrestling, specifically promote and book pro wrestling. And now with AEW and the acquisition of ROH, Ring of Honor, I think I have the unique opportunity to do those things every week. And AEW bringing it uh, to the fans every Wednesday on TBS and every Friday on TNT, it's a dream come true. And so that's how I got into it and why I do it. Since you brought up the Von Erichs, I, I might have missed if you said this before. Who are the wrestlers that you loved or hated and wanted to see get beaten down while you were growing up? Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, yeah. uh, Ravishing Rick Rude and Bobby the Brain Heenan and Ric Flair. 
at times when Ric Flair was wrestling Sting. Yeah. Sting is in AEW now. He's had great matches in Texas. We've had him on the show. Yeah, he's, he's a, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. You can see Sting in every Friday night on TNT. You can see Sting every Wednesday night on TBS in AEW now. He's one of the biggest names, and Sting is undefeated in AEW. He's had what an amazing run of matches, and some of the best matches we've ever had and biggest matches in AEW have involved Sting ever since he debuted at that Winter is Coming show. Yeah, absolutely. And we've gotten some good stuff here in the Metroplex. I mean, I love it all, but it's seriously, objectively, it's been awesome. You mentioned, like, the people that you want, you love, or you want to see get beat down. Y'all's champion, MJF, is somebody, it feels like in the ring, outside the ring, wherever, people want to see get beat down. What kind of a unique skill set does he have? He's one of the most dislikable people there is. Uh, he elicits that emotion from a lot of people where people... Even from you. Well, he's a very challenging personality, and he's very hard to work with. But I do think he's a great professional wrestler. We saw it last week in El Paso, that incredible match to kick off championship fight night on Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. The AEW world champion, MJF, is a great wrestler. He showed it out there one-on-one -on -one against Takeshita, and it'll be a, the ultimate test for a champion, the ultimate test for a pro wrestler on March 5th at pay-per-view, San Francisco Chase Center, Revolution, in the main event, a 60-minute Ironman match when MJF goes one-on-one -on -one for 60 minutes with the greatest technical wrestler in the world, maybe the greatest technical wrestler of all time, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. So MJF, if you don't like him, get ready to see him put to the ultimate, ultimate test of punishment. We'll see what kind of wrestler he is, what kind of champion he is, and I'm so excited, uh, and, and knowing he's a fan that you get to see Brian Danielson wrestle for 60 minutes, what a what a treat. And, uh, and knowing that you get to see him take it to MJF for 60 minutes, I can't wait, and Getting to do this every week, it's a dream come true, and working with great wrestlers, whether it's people you looked up to like Sting or Chris Jericho or the Hardys, Samoa Joe, some of the biggest names in wrestling, and then uh, people that you set a gold standard like John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli and some of the best names in recent years, and then the homegrown stars we built like we the world, Jungle Boy on, yeah. like the Jungle Boy, like the world champion MJF or the women's world champion of AEW, Jamie Hayter, people who got their start here, like the world tag team champions, Austin and Colton Gunn, or the former champions, the acclaimed. I was a little sad about that. I know you got to go, but I have to admit, that's the emotion you get from wrestling. I was sad to see those tag belts change hands. Well, it was, it was while it was uh, a, a very emotional moment, it was great. Uh, it was a great main event in many ways, but it was uh, certainly a controversial ending to AEW Dynamite last week. And like you said, it elicits a lot of emotions. The crowd was so happy when the Acclaimed won the championship, and they were sad when they lost it and sad that it was the guns of all people that won it. But certainly a, a very exciting championship picture in AEW coming out of championship fight night on Wednesday Night Dynamite last night. A lot of exciting stuff coming up this week too, Wednesday night on TBS, Friday on TNT. Uh, and, you know, having that buy-in from TBS and TNT where they really promote the heck out of AEW Wednesday 7 p.m. on TBS, Friday 9 p.m. on TNT, all over the sports, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, getting that kind of uh, support from them. It's great for us. 
And the support from the live fans in Texas is unbelievable. So I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on because whenever we come around the Dallas Metroplex, you're some of our best fans and best media partners. Awesome. Appreciate it very Thanks. much, good sir. Thanks, thank yeah, you. Thanks, Corey. Great to see you guys. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Let us know what your count ended up at. And, yes, he called me Kev, but then he called Corey Core. Yeah. And that made me feel oddly better. Coming up next. Made me feel like I was on a bus. Time for Gridiron Gravy. (laughs) Yet another, yes, yet another example of why Vegas keeps building casinos. Plus, what did Andy Reid threaten the players with at halftime? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fans. Time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. And we start with, well, we need to start with Rihanna for a couple of different reasons. Because she's Rihanna, that's why. That's right. Is the halftime performance... Drew 118.7 million viewers across all platforms. Now, people will tell you that rated higher than the game, which is true, but that's also a very concentrated focus of the ratings. Like, I'm guessing the peak of the Super Bowl was higher than Rihanna's short performance. So you're saying that the Jalen Hurts throw may have been the most watched throw in the history of football? I mean, or that field goal. Yeah. And it's Scott Norwood's (laughs) like, you could do it, buddy Mm -hmm. is, but yeah. So the ratings for the Super Bowl itself were 113 million. And I know they were hoping that it would break the all time record. I think it's the third highest Super Bowl ever. The highest being the Patriots and the Seahawks, which again, another one that came down right to the very end. Awkward phrasing there, right down to the very end. And then Rihanna's halftime performance trails only Katy Perry's halftime performance from 2015. Oh, when she came out on the big lion. Well, and also Left Shark. Is that with the just, shark? Yeah. That was an insane so, moment in history. Uh, I have Lecrae, who's a rapper. Yeah, I and, love Lecrae. And he uh, put this uh, after the halftime show on Twitter. He put, the way the ladies shushed, shushed, shushed. I can't even say that word. Shushed? Shushed. I said it. The way the ladies shushed us. Told us to shut up. During the halftime show. Well, this has gone terribly wrong. I just found out I can't say shushed and us back to back. I, in, in that moment, Mike, I saw a balloon floating up into the sky just now. And that's what I was pointing at, Kevin. Whoa. A balloon was floating up okay. and I was freaking but out. But isn't it interesting? I just I laughed at that tweet now trying to just get back to my point. And you can't even say it. That I can't even say it. Is I, that- thought, I thought he was pointing to you to let you say shush us. <laughs> and it was yeah. just not going to happen. Good job, dude. That was easy for you. Oh, sorry, Mike. This is why I don't go to Super Bowl parties. Is because I kind of do want to watch the game. Yeah. But it's just interesting. He's just kind of pointing out that, like, the ladies who could care less about the game are like, all right, now it's the halftime show. Everybody be quiet. Let's really watch this and enjoy it. And You're everything. Like, it's like, yeah, but there's this thing called the football Super Bowl game. I think that's and what And you Adele. guys seem to talk the whole time during that and try to distract us from watching the game that is happening. I think there's a video of Adele doing that in her booth up yeah. in the, at the game where she's just like, I just want everybody to shut up. And I was like, yeah, because she wants to party. Now, the other, perhaps even more interesting part of the Rihanna deal is what you just told me Andy Reid said to folks at halftime, to the Chiefs players, not just general people. Yeah. I can kiss you right now. Yeah, uh, Mahomes was on one of the late night shows. My apologies for not grabbing the audio here. Um, but he was on one of the late night shows and he said he was told by Andy Reid and the entire team that 
They would be benched if they went to go watch the – they would be benched for the second half of the Super Bowl if they went to go watch the Rihanna concert. My question here is, what if they all just got up and went? Would he bench all of them? Oh, then the Cowboys would get their chance. That they would were like, be the most amazing <laughs> forfeit ever. Dak well, Prescott would have to suit up. Can you imagine? Obviously, Pat Mahomes was you know trying to get his ankle better to go out for the second half. But what if it's Patrick Mahomes? Like Chad Henney's playing, and like oh his ankle. Like no, he had to go check out Rihanna for a second. Yeah, that, I would love it if they took like the NFL honors people, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, hold on, we got Whitworth, we got Dak. Well, let's figure out who else is here. Let's field a team. I would you have they to have sign done a quick contract? Yeah, would yeah. they have done that to Mahomes or Kelsey? So, like no, the rest of them? Absolutely not. Sure. So if you go to concerts, you go to a lot of concerts, right, Corey? Yeah. I'm sure that after a concert's over that you've loved from a person or a group that you really like watching, like, man, I wish they would have gone 30 more minutes. That's why I was like, well, you know, the yeah, encore. Yeah, world to play longer. They yeah, they're six always songs. encore. To me, you have so much money as an NFL football player in the moment. I get that, hey, it's supposed to last you another 60 years of your life, which is very tough for it to do. But in that moment, if you want to go see Rihanna, she's not a great example because she doesn't tour from what I yeah. understand. But – it's only a 20-minute concert where she's having to condense like eight songs or 10 songs max into this 20-minute concert. Why not just take $5,000 that you have? Sure. Uh, you just won $500,000 for winning the Super Bowl. Each player gets that pretty much. Like, go hell, pay your, go get some of your football players and like, hey, we'll pay you $3 million to just do a private concert at this place for us and hang out with us after the thing is over and like she'll probably play for like two hours for you i no, i i'm with you i don't understand why that wouldn't be the outcome either now since we were talking a little bit more about the super bowl did you see she's going for the chiefs right because she's wearing red oh yeah i didn't think about it from that perspective there was no either. green in that show i want to go to cut number nine right here this is Jarrett payton aka walter payton's son talking about why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Even in that moment, you could be upset with all those guys and, you know, guys that are on the rival teams that you play against. And But still in that moment, I, I, it, it took me back a little bit. I was like, come on, man. For all the, the good that this man is doing in the community, just – platform for a little bit all right maybe when he's walking off the off this off the state the field and the stage then you can boo him but while he's up there show him his prop don't take it personally man i didn't take it personal but i mean the football guys were looking down on him after they did that so it's the reason why (laughs) it's the reason why uh, patrick mahomes and uh the chiefs came out in that second half and laid it to him so it is what it is because and the he, Philly fans booed Dak. Yeah, because they were booing him when he got his uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year award. And you know, Mike, if there are football gods, all right, yeah. and we because we talk about this all the time, yeah, that they do consult Walter Payton. Like, there's no way they're not going over there going, hey, Walter, oh, your yeah. thoughts here on this moment. Can you imagine your afterlife if you're Jalen Hurts or if you're, let's say, you know, Fletcher Cox does have a championship. I'm sure it still hurts quite a bit, mm-hmm. but – if you got up to the gates of heaven and they're like, here's the deal. You're getting in, but you'd have another Super Bowl if you wouldn't have booed Dak Prescott. <laughs> or all, I guess all the Eagle fans. Obviously, the players didn't boo, but all the Eagle fans oh my God. that were at the Super Bowl. Let's just say there's 40,000 Eagle fans yeah. at that game. Probably a little bit less than that. But 
They all have to meet their maker, and at the end of it, they say, and here's the deal. You're the reason the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. I feel like that would be hell for me. Like, think, just really for a second, be. at least you're going to heaven. They'd also be self really bad enough. if like, you're going to hell and I made <laughs> you. Oh, you thought yeah. this earth was great? Guess what? They'd be self-important enough to be like, I knew I made a difference. Is We always talk about why betting can lead to people's downfall. Just during the Super Bowl and just in Nevada... That state's sports books won $11.3 million on the Super Bowl. Wow. So when you're like, no, I'm going to win, I'm going to be different, maybe you as an individual. But if you're going with a group of friends, just know that several of Y'all your are friends losing. are going to lose along the way. So just in Nevada, they had $153.2 million placed in bets during the Super Bowl. And the state... Came away with a profit of $11.3 million. Let's go from that to, Corey, I know this caught your fancy. I wonder if it's because you hate one of the players on this list. Is three Dallas Cowboys free agents to avoid? My question is going to be, who do you avoid the most? All right? Not who do you want. Who do you avoid the most? Your options. Wide receiver, Jarvis Landry. Ooh. Running back, Mark Ingram. And... Edge rusher, sometimes, Jadavion Clowney. I know what you think I'm going to say here, Kevin. I think you're Who do the say- Cowboys avoid the yes. most? Zeke Elliott. I so say your, your answer. <laughs> so, Mark Ingram. I say Jarvis Landry. Uh, I know you think I was going to say Jadavion Clowney. I'm definitely avoiding him, too, because I don't think his work ethic's very good. But it's, uh, I don't, like, Jarvis Landry is one of those guys that, for me, is like a perpetual underachiever. And he's he had a lot of catches one year, and since then it's just kind of fallen apart. So, I I don't think Jadavion Clowney needs to be a Cowboy, and I don't necessarily want him. I think they're doing just fine at edge right now. For me, it's Ingram because like he stunk just like Zeke did this past year, and they're like, well, you might only give him veteran minimum. I'm like, pass. Don't want him. Uh, I heard Tra- Bobby Belt this morning say at minimum, if he does take a pay cut, six million. Hell no. And six million for Zeke? Yeah. Hell no. That's, That's a terrible deal. That was where he put him this morning. It was at six million dollars. And then they were trying to figure out like, you know, what's the usage rate for that guy? Like it, it's still not good enough. You know, no. like have he's his is he a good enough backup even for six million dollars? And he showed he can't play center on the last play. <laughs> if they were thinking about moving him to center, uh-huh. like, you know what? We've lost in the playoffs. Let's just see how he blocks all by himself. I and mean, that didn't work out well he's because need to put he's like on. he's only like twenty five pounds away. Take Isaac- I've seen him in the offseason. It is not hard for Zeke Elliott to put on enough weight to be a center in the NFL. I know it's the Chiefs. He's going to be a fat guy. Like when we interview oh. him twenty years from now, <laughs> so he'll be a three biller if he if he's so getting interviewed. Rude. Well, it, it's the truth. I know it's the Chiefs, but they took Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. He had a much better season than Ezekiel Dude, Elliott. Dude, we did. have Will McClay, so we're going to be fine. Okay. We're the KNC masterpiece right here Jerry on 105 Jones. through the fan. I, I just think Jerry Jones is going to overrule everybody and bring Zeke back. see that. That's what I'm afraid of. Coming up next, what would be your bold prediction for the Cowboys next season? I'm going to hate this segment, and why would Sports Illustrated do this to us? You know what they did. We'll talk about it next right here on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.